PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. going this is a new episode of cinema crossword so you see for a second there i thought you were waiting for like them to respond to you so you could like one of those fake voicemails oh that'd be good like oh ha just kidding yeah. we're not home leave uh-huh. a message after to beep yeah. those assholes yeah, yeah, yeah. i was one of those assholes well yeah because you always get caught the first time I- if they time it right <laughs> yeah they do <laughs> if yeah. they time it right you always get caught the first time god damn it <laughs> And it's always an angry response. Uh, no, I was going for, um, like, this is the AI episode where they just took all, all old clips of the show and, and cut and it up. C- cut it up. So it's like, hello, <laughs> gang. Today, we're talking to Drewster Cogburn. I'll put it in the sound effects later. No? Doesn't that sound no. convincing? No. Okay, that's a new bit that I'll Bad. work on later off Bad. mic, and then I'll bring it. I'll workshop it. I'll workshop it yep. with maybe my brother or something. Yeah, yeah. He's Your Chris Odiso AI voice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Drusa Cogburn, how are you doing? I'm doing. You're doing all right. Your hands yeah. okay? The guy with this. Yeah, for, for the most part. Update the people on the hand. It's healing. Oh, I mean, I didn't break it. I cut my tendon. So just a tendon cut. Yeah. That's all. Just, no, just no biggie. All the way through it. You just from the top. Yeah, and it ha- had to get it reattached, so I had surgery. Good uh, times. So n- now I'm in a splint, and uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I'm going to be like this till probably like the middle of December, and then physical therapy afterwards. Oh, very good. So we'll, maybe, we'll maybe, see. Maybe on top of the physical therapy, get some also extra real therapy. I mean, after, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'll be 
back to semi-regular you around so? like the first of the year. Okay, fair. Is what I Oh, that's, think. Not, that, that's not far away at all. No. It's like five weeks away. Something like that. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, well, yeah. I a, mean, it's, I've already been wrapped up for like three weeks, so. It's already been three weeks? Well, Goodness gracious. It happened on the 29th of, of October. That, that's crazy. Right before Halloween. That is wild, man. Yeah, that's a perfect time. That's when yeah. That's when bad things happen. That's to when Drew. bad things happen to Drew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's when bad things happen to Drew. I'm okay with it. It's fine. Yeah, you. Were, I, I told that to my mom. I was like, he's surprisingly fine with it all. Yeah. I mean, this is... Like, he's never been mad about it or nothing. It's like, th- it's just the way it is. Here we go. It happened. It's done. <laughs> this is just this year's thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, why me? And he's just like, oh, here we go. Yeah, no, You're fucking, right. dude, life. <laughs> this is this is, this is is life. life. Welcome to life. Fuck, oh, man. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. It can be really bad sometimes. Life, life is hard. Monopoly is tough. Uh, all these games. Sorry. Trouble. Yeah. Uh-huh. Parcheesi. Parcheesi is brutal. Backgammon. What the fuck is backgammon? I don't even understand it. It's like the little triangles and the things. It's like, it's like, it's like and checkers forth. and dice? I'm what? so confused. I have a thing. I think I have one. No, my parents have one. An old one. Guys, welcome to Board Game Talk with Chris and Drew. What are your favorite board games? I'm a big fan of Trivial Pursuit because I get a, you know, answer questions. Yeah. I feel like that's more winnable than just rolling some dice. How about you? Where are you laying board game-wise? Are you a clue guy? You look I like mean, a clue guy. I mean, when it comes to board games, it's really all about Monopoly. Mm. And just... Man, Monopoly. The, the domination. Or, I mean, if you've got, like, an entire day to kill, you can play Risk. I've never once played Risk. Ooh, those games are... Long. Yeah. Well, there's that Seinfeld episode where they take the game on to the uh, on the subway because it's taking so long. And then he's like, Ukraine is weak. And some guy's like, Ukraine is not weak. So <laughs> dude smashes their game on the on the subway. That's some good shit. Uh, now it's all I mean Risk is online and shit like, is it, no game. that's yeah. not the same I want the game in front of me I'm talking board games like online games isn't, I don't feel like it's yeah. uh, even like playing Scrabble online like Words with Friends or those type of games mm-hmm. it's not the same yeah. Scrabble I like Scrabble Scrabble's no, a good one played a, lot, played a lot of Monopoly when I was a kid and my parents were ruthless <laughs> <laughs> well that's good they taught you for real world shit that's yeah. good uh, my brother is ruthless. He uh, he will like wipe you out. He will make trades with you that are like I have I have to make this trade. I know what he's doing, but I have to make this trade. He will make a series of trades, and all of a sudden, uh, the it's entire over. side of the board—it's yeah. him. It's it's hotels. You're fucked. No, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. I know how he does it, but I don't <laughs> know how he does it. I try to do the same thing. It doesn't work. Um, that's the end of. Board game talk with Chris and Drew. Text us your favorite board games at the number below, and we'll uh, we'll send you a prize in the mail to our favorite response. Uh, let's get into our review. Spoiler free review of Ghostbusters Afterlife in the marketing. All they've let us know going into it. Right, you've seen the trailers yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff. All of it, so confirm if I'm right. All they let us know is that uh, Egon's. Daughter and grandchildren are moving into his old house in the middle of nowhere, where as they move in and discover all his old Ghostbusters shit, uh, uh, shit at, happens. At the same time, Something shit happens. happens. <laughs> yes, and uh, of course, who's going to stop it? Is going to be uh, the ki- the kid, right? Yeah. The that's all, and that's all they tell us. Yeah, and, yeah. and Paul, Paul Rudd's and, and Paul there. Rudd's there. Yes, that's all we know. Thank you. Yes, don't forget about Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's there. Thank you very much. Um, so that's all they've been telling us now for two years. That that's in this movie. Now that the uh, uh, so. I don't want to say then what does actually happen in the movie, 
But I will say that they like directly tie it to the 1984 yeah. Ghostbusters in such a direct way that I was surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? No, it a, is. Yeah, it's a little surprising uh-huh. how how how. Uh huh. Yes. Like just same ground almost. I mean, but transposed. What did you What did you think of this movie? I mean, it it, it was. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Sure. I was, How about that? I wasn't expecting much going no. in. I really wasn't. No. It was better than I thought it was going to be. I mean, yeah. obviously, it wasn't perfect. Uh, I do appreciate some some of the, some of the fan service. Some of it. They It's like they, some things were given, like, weight, mm-hmm. in a way. Iconography. Yeah. The, of the packs. The, uh, like when the pack turns on and the, like, the, the sound. sound. Yeah, you're, you're like, whoa, like, whoa, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> like, should you be strapping that to your back? That yes. sounds dangerous. Um, yeah, <clears throat> there are definitely things like that for sure that were great. Um, had a Amblin, 80s Amblin entertainment, like a yeah. sort of the Goonies type mm-hmm. of feel at certain points. Definitely. At one point, like directly Goonies. Or it's yeah. like, like <laughs> uncovering shit. I'm like, whoa, what's all this? Um, but uh, it, it it felt almost Spielbergy, definitely. Which which is that's, that's definitely that tone. Which kind of I like that. I like that stuff. Well, I like that approach to yeah. it. You know. Well, I mean, it, it's because of the kids. Because of the kids. I think I really like the stuff with the kids. I'm always expecting going into a movie like I mean, this to not like stuff with kids. It's way better than a whole movie of fucking old men. Yes. <laughs> I don't want old men. Which is not what I want to see. O- old, old, lazy men. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, should we do like a spoiler talk about it? Because there's I mean, things I, I do, I do want to quickly say. Not a whole like whole hour-long episode. I mean, I could, I could talk about it for maybe like 10 minutes. <laughs> Interesting. Maybe maybe we'll do a quick thing for the Patreon. Uh, the uh, what what I liked about this movie. This is what I put online uh, that I like when this movie is like looking forward yeah. as opposed to looking backward. And a lot well, of this movie is looking backward. That's right. Yeah. I mean, but yes I thought, and no. I thought it was working best when it was moving forward in a way with like new generation discovering even new generation discovering old stuff uh, but then repurposing it redoing it it felt cool yeah. like i wasn't expecting this but there's a point when you know the kids are out there doing their thing uh just like you see in the trailer they're zipping around town in the in the car they're working as a team and i was like i could watch i found myself yeah. thinking i could watch more of this actually this is the that fucking kid podcast there's a kid i don't, I don't care about sports there's a kid yeah. in this movie called podcast <laughs> man i don't know i don't have to do that. uh that that is a sign of the times chris it's terrible it, it's it. not going to translate well at, at, in the future probably not right no it won't definitely not it'll definitely be a like what's a walkman now like what are they, what are you doing the uh, Chucky show as a kid who's a podcaster and that's like central to his character. It's like, oh my God. So, yeah, the, it's weird. The middle-aged men with podcasts who are writing these characters yeah. who think children are into this. Uh-huh. I don't think kids, I don't think kids are podcasters. I mean, I have no idea. They're, they're like twitchers and stuff. They do video. Okay. They don't like sound, just audio. That's a, that's for old people who listen to like uh, radio by the by the campfire, not the campfire, the fireplace, waiting for FDR to give the address to the nation. <laughs> That's what radio podcasting is. Um, I, yeah, I was like, like you, I was expecting to not really like it, and uh, I thought it was fine. I mean, the, I, I, was all right. I, I, I like the uh, effect upgrade. Uh, that was nice. It was uh, for sure practical. There's the, some practical uh, stuff in there, dude. Yes, yes, and. 
It was surprising. Wow. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is some good looking practical, <clears throat> like a for sure practical effect. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was definitely uh, a nice surprise. Yeah. That's the type of thing where uh, they could easily have fucked that up, made something that's all CG, and then you're like, yeah, it looks technically it looks fine. It looks like an expensive CG no. uh, element, um, but it's not like it's clearly CG. And you can tell when it was CG, obviously, in the way that it moves. If it doesn't have to move that much, then it's just like, you're like, whoa, look at that thing. It looks so mm-hmm. good. Um, so, some of the effects were like really, yeah. so really good looking. It, the, the overall tone of the movie, kind of a family thing where it gets a little dark and not afraid to like show you death and things like no. that, but uh, but not being gory and stuff. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was successful in what it was trying to do. No. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily, like, I'm not gaga for it or nothing. I mean, it's, you know, it, I'm not, it I'm was, not losing gaga for it. It was meh. Meh, meh. <laughs> it was a meh, meh. I think is lower than fine. Uh, then we'll put it lower on the fine scale. Then you will put it on the f- it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Just fine. That's how you said it. That's it's like, fine. That's two eyes. That's a two eye fine to it's me. It's fine. It, it's fine. You're you're stretching that eye just a little bit. That's like a one and a half eyes. I'll give it two eyes. Two eyes. Yeah, that makes it easier to say two eyes. Yeah. Well, two. What's this one and a half? <laughs> We're gonna parse eyes now, guys. Come on. On our own fine scale, that's when the show collapses under <coughs> the weight of its own ponderousness. The uh, yeah, I would say it's fine. One eye, I'd give it a one eye fine, I'll almost eye almost fine. an okay. Because okay is like it's not quite pretty good. <laughs> it's not, it's not, <laughs> not quite pretty good. It's not quite pretty good. Where you're like, you want to say it's good, but eh, I'm going to qualify <laughs> it a bit. Uh, maybe just a little bit better. Fine, that's fine. I think it's fine. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, fine. King Richard. HBO Max and theaters. It only made $5 million in theaters, so that is uh, theatrically not good for Will Smith. I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it? Seriously, I mean, I, I, I saw the trailer. I get what's going on. Yeah. I've seen the movie. The trailer does effectively tell you what's happening for sure. There's no surprises awaiting you in the King Richard movie. Yeah. If the trailer tells you... This is, this is a big Will Smith performance in the story of how he, his, uh, the father of Serena and Venus Williams, helped them, helped uh, them achieve whose dream is it? his yeah. dream, their dream of being tennis stars, tennis pros. Uh, and of course, do they succeed? Yes or no, guys? We, yes. I mean, come on, <laughs> <laughs> come on. I, I, we, I, I've lived through this. Yeah, this is not a Quentin Tarantino revisionist <laughs> history where they get shot in an alley and then King Richard becomes Batman <laughs> Compton. You know. Wouldn't that be some cool ultimate? God, that, that, that I kind of want to see. That'd be a good movie. <laughs> that'd be de- the Death Wish. For a second, the movie was about to turn to like Death Wish, uh, uh, like seven. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this, is this about to happen? But that doesn't happen. Um, it's a little long, two hours and 20 minutes. Whew. Yeah, a little long for sure. It could definitely be... It's a sound Tighten it up right there. Yep. Tightening those screws and making it tighter. Um, it could be tighter... Uh, but Drew, I gotta say, it's of the two movies I've seen this week, and easily the better of the two. Well, I'm sure. It's, I mean, when Will Smith is doing his thing and he's not being, you know, weird, then it's yeah, like it works. Yeah, yeah, like he can he can be very good, and this one he is. Apparently, they went through a whole makeup process where it took four hours to do, do all this makeup to age him. 
not just age him, but to even like change his bone structure because, oh, okay. because what's the guy? Richard Williams. The, the, the yeah, yeah. Movie, his name is King Richard. I can't believe I blanked <laughs> on his name. Richard Williams has a pretty distinct look. He has like high, sharp cheekbones. Okay, um, looks nothing like Will Smith. No. Um, and then obviously, like, yes, do want to make him older as well. So they did an initial makeup th- uh, whole deal where it took like four hours and they physically transformed him into uh, Richard Williams. And uh, they made up, I think, who was it? Jason Reitman, maybe, was, was talking to him. Was like, well, not Jason Reitman, that's, that's the other guy. <laughs> who was talking to him? Someone's talking to him. Someone, uh, someone was like, where are you, what do you... What do you feel about this makeup? This is a lot of work to put this makeup on every day. Do, do you need this to play this character? I don't think you actually need this. And you talk them out of going through all that yeah. shit and then just like, just do some light old man just shit. Just be Will Smith. And just, be, just go out there and be Will Smith and do your thing. Or dumb dude, well, yeah, yeah. Big, old, big old Will Smith performance. He's good. He's fine. Yeah. He's good. The girls that played the 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 sisters Venus and Serena, the, the world's greatest female tennis players ever in history of all time mm-hmm. tennis. Uh, they're very good. Mm-hmm. It's a touching movie. It's uh, inspirational. It's like a because it's a sports drama, family drama, sports drama, and it's pretty simple. The girls are in Compton. They're like ten, eleven years old. And they're looking for a coach. They finally get one, uh, played by the great Tony Goldwyn, who uh, uh, gets them like into junior tournaments. And actually, a, a decent amount of it that kind of wish maybe they focused on a little more was about how initially Venus Williams, who's the older of the two, uh, since she was older, got a little more attention from the coach and got more attention than as a result from her dad. And uh, she was bred to be like the first, the big number one. Yeah. Uh, and then Serena had to like be in her shadow, like pretty much the entire movie. Um, and that could have been a whole, that could have been its own thing with like her <laughs> resentment and all that. That There's so much drama could have been mined there, but it's just like a texture of the movie because there's a lot of different facets and things. And, uh, and then they eventually switch over to their move to Palm Beach, Florida, where they train with this dude who was played by uh, John Bernthal with a crazy hair and a mustache. <laughs> and uh, and that's how this movie takes place in, like, it looks like it's shot in Florida, too. It takes place in Florida. Cool. And uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting sports drama because it's, it doesn't take all the familiar beats you would expect a sports drama to take. Yeah. Uh, but also the family stuff is weaved in there pretty well. And also, for sure, it's like, you would think the movie would be like, uh, he, is he training them too hard? Is he is he like a Joe Jackson type of scenario? Mm-hmm. Is this damaging to the girls, blah, blah, blah? And it's fucking the exact opposite where <laughs> where when they finally like play against uh, the rich white kids, they show all the tennis parents, all the other ones being like mean to their kids and being shitty to them and how depressed their kids are and how uh, how their kids, like whenever they fuck up, they're like, stupid, I'm so stupid and everything, you know? And uh, it's... Like I almost felt like they could have even hit that point harder. The, the difference between his parenting style and and all these rich white kids. But at the end of the day, the movie is one hundred percent like on like it's not even subtext; it's text. Richard was right. <laughs> like everything he did yeah. is correct. Uh-huh. He, he's he uh, his parenting style is correct. It all worked out for the best. Blah blah blah. Like, Everybody won. I mean, they produced like the yeah. sisters produced the movie. It's yeah. like okay, it's, yeah. yeah. It's like we love our dad. He's right. <laughs> He was right. This is awesome. <laughs> uh, it's like it's a good movie. It's good. I I, I like it quite a bit. Actually, pretty good ending. Uh, actually, I think they nailed the ending too in a good way. So, 
makes me think of like uh, something like uh, where, where like the sports payoff isn't what matters. It's the emotional payoff more and the ramifications, the effects of what, what that means and stuff. And it's interesting. We'll definitely be talking about it a bit more, I believe. Come Oscar season. Come Oscar season. Because also not only is it good, good, better than pretty good. Yeah. It's good. Not only is it good. But uh, for like quote Oscar movies, the field is looking thin. Yeah. It's like Belfast. It's King Richard. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't do to win a bunch of techie awards, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I watched this movie on HBO Max called Land. It's a Robin Wright movie okay. that she directed. Okay. Right. Yep. And also stars in. Okay. And it's okay. Like you know what? <laughs> you saw it too. You saw it too. No. Because no, no, it's, okay. no, okay. no. it's okay. No, you didn't. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's uh, she's a uh, what is she a mom or something or like old? Oh, she used to be a mom. Like fan, I can't really recall too much. She uh, leaves civilization to move into a cabin in the middle of nowhere to uh, just to get away from society and live on her own. Um, and uh, at some point, uh, Demian Bashir comes across her and like helps her along the way, and they connect over uh, grief, shared grief, sort of thing. And it's like a living off the land type of movie where she has it hard at first, but then she gets the hang of it over time. But it's just Robin Wright out there by herself in the woods like the, the, the Robert Redford movie. Okay. Gotcha. That sort of thing. Yeah. You know, where she's mm-hmm. out there working. It's, a, it's not bad. It's not bad. I thought for If you're looking for something like that, it's called Land. It's on HBO. It's new. It's from this year, I think. Uh, it's, it's worth it. It's worth checking out. Uh, Hit Monkey on Hulu. Yes, I watched like the first six, seven episodes. Yeah. Seven, six episodes. I watched the whole thing. You watched the whole thing. I couldn't finish it in time yeah. for the for the show, but mm-hmm. I got up to where the uh, they call in the uh, the hit the hit woman, Lady Bullseye. That's her name. Yeah, nice, Lady Bullseye. Uh, fun show. Yeah, it's wacky. It's fuck. <laughs> wacky. It's wacky. It's it, it's fun. It's a violent. Very violent. <laughs> it's animated, so it gets away yeah. with it. I like the animation style too. I thought it, it it took a while for it to grow on me. Like it's great with the monkey for everything else. Like some of the people look kind of wonky. Yeah, sometimes. it's like uh, like low budge, like the, the minimum amount of like frames, mm-hmm. uh, and then they're just like making up to find ways to make it uh, look like it's moving. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just. It's just animation. That's the thing. Whenever you see something, well, everything's got its own style too. So. Yeah, that's another thing. So, no. like, you watch, you're like, okay, I have to like learn the visual language of this piece of the mm-hmm. show, of this movie. And then after a few minutes, once you get it, then you kind of sort of just get into it and get into the story. Yeah, uh, yeah for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying. It. I'm gonna finish uh, the last few, no. few episodes. Oh, it's worth it. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, it, it, it's cool. It's uh, it's man. Who's on? If it's Hulu, it's still Disney, but it's Marvel. Yeah. But it's not. It's but a. It's, it's it's like the. It's like Marvel Black Label. Yes. <laughs> it's like it's like the same deal like, where they made the Modoc show. Yeah. And what's the other one? Oh, they canceled it. They had another show on that they were doing for Hulu that got canceled. Star Girl. Okay. No. Hmm. I can't recall. No. Uh. I definitely like them more than the Modoc show. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Well, it's, it's kind of more up my alley. Yeah. Modoc was like a family sitcom, but with superheroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is or more, super villains actually. Yeah, this is a for sure like crazy violent, crazy uh, violent fucking. It's like dude, it's, we're it's, going through the yakuza. 
Chris, it's John Wick with a snow monkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, Imagine if John Wick was a snow monkey. <laughs> it's, McCall, it's McCall Wick. It's what, it's what it is, right? right? McCall McCall Wick. It's fucking insane. It, it's pretty wild. Jason Sudeikis playing the ghost, the ghost of the hitman. Yeah. Having a good time. Uh, good time? No, I enjoyed it. Good time. Hit monkey on Hulu. Good time. They get on, on a scale of 1 through 10, it gets a rating of good time. It gets a rating of dynamite. Uh, I'm starting to catch up on Chucky. I think I still have one or two episodes on to catch up on. It, Chucky reminds me of uh, like shows like The Expanse and Flash, where there's a ratio. There's a good to bad ratio. Yeah. And as long as the good to bad, as long as it's more good than bad. Yes. Yeah. F- Flash, for me, it was like... 70 30, that was getting 60 40. By the time I was getting like 55 45, I, I ain't got time for this. No. There's so many episodes, <laughs> yeah. I ain't got time for this. Uh, the expanse got better, right? Yeah. It, it started at like 70 30, it kind of creeped up to like 80 20 for me. Chucky is like an 80 20 show, it's I'm definitely really liking it, but there's also parts where like, man, it's corny, as well. <laughs> it's super corny. Uh, like there's one part where uh, like this dude, this kid is like holding this girl who's dangling on the edge of a balcony, like just a one balcony from the second floor to the first floor, and Chucky's at the bottom with a knife, like, I'm going to cut you. Uh, so he's, like, has he's trying to pull her up, but it's taking so long, like, oh, for, like, oh, the way she's singing, the way the camera's, like, oh, it's taking so, like, comically long, made me think, is this the joke? that it's taking forever to <laughs> pull this character up, like, is this on purpose, how corny it is? Um... But man, that that doll, that Chucky doll, that good guy doll looks so good. Uh, it gets burned, half burned at one point. Cool. And yes, and that's going around like fucked up, looking with a knife, like stabbing people with needles in a hospital. This, this movie, uh, movie, this show gets pretty wild, <laughs> uh, and very bloody. And speaking of hospital, they're in a hospital. Like, maybe it's a kids' hospital. There, something happens where a bunch of kids end up in the hospital for like smoke inhalation and shit, and. Uh, Every room looks like, not like this, exactly like this. Too. Every room has like mood lighting. Every room has like, it's like this one is the green lit room. This one's purple. Like the most moody, cool looking hospital ever. Even the hallways have like accent lighting. Um, we're in, we're in a, a new awesome age of lighting. <laughs> of cheap yeah. LED lighting. Yeah. Where people are just like, let's throw a light over there. <laughs> Do and, it. And turn the color wheel. <laughs> like, Yes, yellow. I want yellow. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the most ridiculous, coolest looking hallway ever, or 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 hospital. And uh, and there's a character who's doing a podcast mm-hmm. the whole time, yeah. the whole time. It's kind of weird. It's very very weird, very weird. Oh, and also, uh, keep forgetting to mention. You know who's also worked works on the show as a as executive producer at least. <laughs> um, Nick Antosca, the guy who did a uh, Channel Zero. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Man, that pup looks so good. Anyway, that's my media diet. What you been? Uh, what you been getting down with lately, Mister Cogburn? So besides Hitmonkey, because I watched that whole thing. Yeah, that's good that, stuff. That was fun. Uh, I watched The Heart of the Fall on Netflix. Mm. That uh, the western with yes. all. All, all the bro- awesome actors. All, <laughs> all awesome actors, brothers and sisters. What we got? We got Jonathan Majors. Yep. Lakeith Sanfield. Yep. We got Regina King. Uh-huh. We got uh, uh, Idris Elba. Uh-huh. We got... Uh, uh, close my eyes. I'm thinking... Zazzy Beats. Zazzy Beats. <laughs> I love Zazzy Beats. Um, and what's that missing? Like, name one? Uh, I mean, I'm sure... Uh, uh, the, the youngest Wayans. The youngest one? The, the one who was on... Uh, like, he's been on TV a lot. I forget what his name is. Oh, uh, Damon Wayans Jr.? No. I don't know. The Heart of Default. 
Um, so did you like it? It was okay. It's on my short list to watch. It was okay. Yeah. It's it's kind of like uh, I mean the the story is not real, but all the people that they play were real people. Oh, okay, fun. Uh, so Histo- you know, historical fiction. Yeah, of sorts. I mean, there might be some actual history in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Abraham but Lincoln Vampire Hunter. But, but it's just uh, it's just old west mm-hmm. shoot 'em up, mm-hmm. super bloody Tarantino style. And it's a uh, Stanfield v uh, Majors, like because what it's like. It's well, no, two it's, sides, it's, right? it's Idris Elba v Majors. Oh, intense! And then at the end, there's a twist, which is fucking lame. Oh, <laughs> twist! I hate, I hate lame twists. If you're gonna have a twist, you better make sure it's an awesome twist. Yeah, but I mean, the, the it's it's very inventive. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. All right, but it was just like as a whole, the, the movie was probably just like, is, it, okay. is it an R-rated movie? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, hard to tell with Netflix sometimes. It was just well, like I mean, TVMA or maybe it's just TVMA. Shit. I don't know. Yeah, but it's like for adults. yeah, this, yeah, because it's fucking hell of violent. Nice uh, CG blood. Uh, maybe I th- I think they're uh, it's probably mix. All right, because a lot of people get splattered. There's they still get some splatters. Yeah. I want to see some splatters, man. No. I want to see some. Whoosh, I want to see people get hit good. There's a really funny uh, Charles Bronson anecdote about who was he? Oh, he hated Igmar Bergman movies. Big Bergman, Swedish director, who did a lot of just intense dramas and things. Film, uh, film nerds love Bergman, right? And uh, but uh, uh, Bronson's a contemporary of Bergman. He's like, mm, I don't get him. I don't get his movies. They're boring. They're depressing. Yeah. Uh, it's like everyone commits suicide in his movies. That's what he's always, always said about him. And then Bergman came to uh, a movie set once that uh, Bronson was on the set, and uh, they had Bronson rigged up with squibs to get shot in the scene. And uh, they were showing Bergman the squibs, and he was like, Oh, I, I want. I, I never. I always wondered how they did that in movies. How uh, they did the uh, the squib effect and Charles Bronson goes what you don't have machine guns in your films <laughs> <laughs> yeah apparently not fucking he hated him he's <laughs> like fuck you this is my work uh, yeah squibs baby we should we should do uh, a YouTube video where uh, you shoot me and I get squibbed up we should squib each other it's it's predator uh, it's, that sounds gross yes it's the predator <laughs> style squib each other where we have a Mexican standoff shoot each die. other and we both die and and <laughs> Just, I mean, if you provide the squibs, I'll provide the squibs. You provide the real guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of us is gonna die. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We'll figure it out. Uh, what else did you watch? Uh, I also watched Red Notice on Netflix. Oh my goodness! Yes, another one on my short list of <laughs> things that I'm gonna watch. Should you? Oh, well, tell, me, tell me, Drew. It's uh, for the talent. The, mm. uh, Gal Gadot. The, like the story. Real. I mean, Gal Gadot. Johnson. And Gal Gadot plays the bad girl, too. Nice, yes. So it's Johnson, Reynolds v. Gal Gadot? Yeah. Nice, I like it. And then there are twists and turns. There better be. It's a fucking... It's... uh, It was fine, I guess. Ooh, fine. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Oh, no, that's not good. Maybe landing on the fine scale? That sounds like shit to me. Yeah, it really wasn't... I I mean, like I said, for all the talent, I was way under-impressed. I was expecting a little bit more, even for a Netflix movie. What's, like, the overall story about? What's happening? What's even happening in this movie? Uh, What's the red notice? So, Ryan Reynolds is a thief. Gal Gadot is a thief. Okay. She's, like, a more powerful thief. Okay. And uh, The Rock is an FBI agent that's chasing... Uh, whatchamacallit uh, Ryan Reynolds okay okay so I'm gonna some, get but, this but, some bitch but at some point in time they like have to team up of course 
against her because she's the because she's the greater threat. The enemy of my enemy is my friend of me. Yeah. Yes. And then it you know it all goes around stealing these fucking stupid art things. So they go to a couple different places, and then there's plot twists at the end, and it's fucking lame. Sounds a uh, very National Treasure y. Yeah, I enjoyed the National Treasure movies more. No kidding. Just <laughs> because of the historical context of them. And Nick Cage. Yeah. We gotta get the map. <laughs> there's a map in the back of the book. Um, yeah, that's way better than. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, unfortunately. I mean, I like Dwayne Johnson. Me too, but he he's got he needs better scripts, though. Yeah, he does. Right yep. for sure. I mean, Especially I'm sure she's spending this much money. I'm sure she's. I'm sure Shazam is going to be good. Yeah. And Red Notice, I think, is yeah. setting Netflix records. So, I mean, the plebs seem. To is be it happy. really? Damn it! Goddamn. You know what? Netflix, not that good. We'll talk about Netflix more in the second half, actually. But not not that good. But the harder they fall, better. Yeah. Red Notice, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That sounds like it's a hard, hard man. Uh, on on uh, HBO Max. No, wait. No, Netflix again. Okay. Uh, wow, everything I watched was Netflix this week. Okay. For Mar- uh, Michael Che, Shame the Devil. It's his new stand-up special. Ooh, the new Michael Che. It's good. You like it? It's good. I enjoyed it. It, it was just, fucking hilarious. Just came out. Yeah. Came out a couple days ago. What are they talking about? Uh, about new stuff, things that just happened in the news. That is in the news, ain't it? Yeah. Or is it a... Well, no, I mean, he's just doing his thing. You know, he t- talks about what's going on the last couple of years and his response and to it, it and his other it. things. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Okay. I enjoy, I enjoy Michael Che's humor. Okay. So if uh, you're a fan of Michael Che, check it out. Mm-hmm. Would it be a good one for people who haven't really seen anything of his to, like, see first? I mean, it's... Yeah, it's fine. It's just as good as his other special that he's got on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. This is the second one. The second one, okay. Oh. Okay, there you go. Netflix went through a thing for a couple of years where they were just cranking out they were uh, specials. Yeah. Uh, I think they have pulled the reins back a little bit on that. Uh, maybe the numbers came in and were like not that many people checking out. You check them out. You check out a lot of them. That's for sure. I've noticed that. You, you watch so, a lot some of them are good. Specials. Some of them are not. Yeah, they're hit and miss, right? They're hit and miss. Yeah. Uh, but all right, so this one's good. Mm-hmm. This one's a hit. Michael Che gets a hit from Drew Sagagman. We'll take it. What's next? Wait, and wait. also on Netflix, there's an animated series called Arcane League of Legends. Apparently, it's attached to some video game called League of Legends. Do you know anything about that, Chris? League of Legends does sound familiar. No, exactly. But I have no idea. I just know the name. Yeah. And I know nothing about it. Like, I've heard that name. I've heard uh, Rocket League. I've heard Fortnite. Like, I've heard these names. Uh-huh. Never played a second of any of them or know anything about or, them. or try to or do nothing uh-huh. with them no agreed League of Legends yes like I feel so, like I've so seen I th- the commercials for them so I think maybe some of the characters from the video game are probably in this show and what's the show about uh, it's, just, it's an animated series it's yeah. kind of uh, think like steampunk and magic and a lot of neon okay, okay. and some of the best the, the animation style is very specific, and I've never seen anything like it before. Interesting. And it's really good. You like it? Yeah. <clears throat> good, I, I like it a lot. Good enough to check out. Don't even give a fuck about the video game. <laughs> Who cares about League of Legends? Just check out this arcane thing. No. No shit. I mean, the story is kind of... Like, who I cares? Mean, the story is what it is. Just give it a shot. Look at it. Give it a look. <clears throat> but it's fucking... It's beautiful. It's fucking... It, yeah, I really like the animation I'm gonna, style. I'm going to I'm gonna have to give this a quick no. look just to see. Uh, her r- rumor rumor in the cinema Craspity So Facebook group is that the animation for... Um, since we're talking about a lot of animation this episode, the animation for Blade Runner Black Lotus mm-hmm. is a no good. I still have yeah. not seen any of it. I haven't seen any of it yet either. Uh, but that's the rumor. 
That's a lame. It's a shit show of a shit show. Well, I mean, it happens. That's what happens when you license material to other people who yes. just for don't whatever reason like can't do it. I just, mean, just like what happened to these GTA games. I hear about that. Yeah, that's what well, that, that that was just being, I guess, well, lazy. Yeah, because <laughs> they, they they shopped out their uh, their re-release to remaster to some other company. Oh, did they? Yes, and then the the deadline came for this game to come out uh, one, two, and three re-releases, yeah. and they're absolute garbage. Uh, they, Rockstar had to pull them from the marketplace. So, like, look, we're here's like old classic versions of the games. You can have them for free in a bundle. Please don't don't hate us. <laughs> we're, we're sorry this happened. It's crazy. That's what happens. You're right. That's what happens when you shop your shit out. Yeah. Um, so is that it for you? Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to be back with the second half of the show. We have two comments, at least, in the Facebook group. Speaking of the Facebook group, also have an email to send you. So we have some uh, feedback. Yes, interaction to get to. I got to take a quick drink. Had some had some fun before you got here. and I feel like I got like a jalapeno stick in my throat. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. Good spicy stuff. Um, we're going to be back in a second. I have a show with all that stuff plus newsies. And uh, you know what? It's going to be great. So we're going to take a break right over here. history. Part of it was indecipherable, as if someone were deliberately trying to erase it. I managed to piece together most of it. Okay, kind of starts here. The container was buried somewhere in the Middle East eons ago by, gets a little wild here, the father of Satan, a god who once walked the earth before man but was somehow banished to the dark side. Apparently the father buried his son inside the container. This was a section someone was trying to erase. Now, later on here, Christ comes to warn us. He was of extraterrestrial ancestry, but a human-like race. Finally, they determine Christ is crazy, but he's also gaining power, converting a lot of people to his beliefs, so they kill him. But his disciples keep the secret and hide it from civilization until man could develop a science sophisticated enough to prove what Christ was saying. Something like this can really fuck up your weekend. How did the Roman Catholic Church manage to keep this a secret for 2,000 years? Apparently, a decision was made to characterize pure evil as a spiritual force, evil within the darkness in the hearts of men. That was more convenient. In that way, man remained at the center of things. A stupid lie. We were salesmen. That's all. We sold our product to those who didn't have it. The new life. Reward ourselves, punish our enemies, so we can live without truth. Substance, malevolence, that was the truth. Asleep until now.
Yes, sir. Yeah, there was another offer. <laughs> Uh, cinema Crespity So at gmail.com. You can email us and we will read it on the show. And Jerusalem Cogman will do thing as this when he pulls up the email and he opens it and he looks at it and then he says, We got an email from Scott. What's up, Scott? Uh, it's my ridiculous Joe theory. Oh, Joe. I think he's talking about the Nicolas Cage movie, Joe. Okay. Directed by David Gordon Green. Okay, here it goes. Joe is a sci fi movie. No, it's not. In which Gary. Hero Joe and Old Wade are all the same character at different points in their life, but experiencing each other in the same space-time. Gary inevitably inevitably becomes Joe, mm-hmm. who inevitably who inevitably <laughs> becomes Wade. Mm-hmm. And the psychic redemption abuse just keeps going and going. And that's the moral of the film. What do you think? No, I'm not high. Take care, guys, Scott. Oh, Scott, you should be high. The uh, That's a fun idea that three characters, young character, middle character, old character, are all the same person in different points. It's like some sort of temporal reality interacting with thing. the... Yeah, yeah, it's very Twilight zone I'm fine with that. That's a fun fan read. I'm sure that's not what it is. It's just about a guy who's like poisoning trees, I think, or something <laughs> like for money and then be like, maybe I should do this. There's no map. Where's the map? We gotta find it. I'm gonna take my face off. Um, man, we should do face off. I mean, yeah. We did the color. Then we gotta do hard boiled. We gotta do face off. And we gotta do broken arrow. No, we ain't gotta do broken arrow. Just taking John Boo movies. Uh, that's a good email, Scott. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, sir. Uh, we also have the Facebook group where you can join the group, <coughs> and I have a comment question thread, and you can leave a comment or question, and we'll read it. Uh, Margot Winnick got at us. What up, Margot? Beatles Get Back is going to blow up Disney Plus records. Mm. Fans are clamoring for 27 hours of new material being released Thanksgiving weekend. Peter Jackson directs. Trivia. The Beatles once wanted to make a Lord of the Rings film starring themselves. Oh, man. That would have been wild. That would have been crazy. That would have been nuts. Oh, here we go. We gotta go. We gotta go to Mordor and drop off the one true ring. <laughs> <laughs> we got the one ring. We're gonna drop it off the Mordor. Deputy Doom. That sounds weird. It sounds terrible. Uh, I would see it. Probably be partly animated. Um, that probably will do very well on Disney. Oh yeah, because people people do. love that shit. People love the Beatles. Oh, old people love the Beatles. Oh, young, say, Chris, young people love the Beatles. Do they? Are they a, back? A are they cool of, again? A lot of people love the Beatles. Yes, I have. I like. I guess maybe I get it, uh, but I'm just not. Like, they're, they're, they're fine. They're, I like there's Beatles I, songs that I like. I don't not like them. But I don't go out of my way to listen to the Beatles. Yeah, I'm, like I'm, if they're on, I can tolerate it, but I'm not. Ain't gonna trying watch. to listen to the Beatles. And I'm not trying to watch 27 hours of Beatles content over Thanksgiving weekend either. Uh-huh. You know, I got a house of Gucci I got to go to. Um, that's interesting stuff. That's a, Thanks for the, for the factoid, Margo. Appreciate it. That's some good stuff. What else we got on the Facebook group? Uh, Carmella got us. What up, Carmella? Will R-rated movies ever make a triumphant return to the theaters other than horror movies? Or are we just PG-13 for life? What would the official Crespo Diso rating system look like? How much glorioso penis or bushes we need to see to get a Crespo R? Would an 8-inch flaccid penis count more than a 5-inch flaccid penis? By 8 and 5 inches, I meant when fully erect or drew size for the 8-incher or the Chris 6.5 model. Okay. 
Uh, that's an interesting question. <laughs> I would say for sure, context matters. Hey, <coughs> if it's if it's flaccid, I mean that's already that's a, hey, we're going PG thirteen. What we got PG thirteen for the flaccid? Because what's it do? It's just no, it's just there. It's just dangling. So it's just a joke now. Yeah, that's all it's just, it is. It's just, <laughs> yep, it's, it's just a joke. It's just there as a joke. If it's a dangle, uh, is it erect? What's happening? Is it is it a is it glistening? Is it wet? <laughs> Are there hands involved? Are there other pieces of body involved? Thank you. These things matter. That's why you need a board. You need a spe- 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 specific board. But that, he, want, he wants you to be the board or us to be the board. I guess we'll be the board. Show us all the vaginas <laughs> and all the dicks and we'll decide whether or not. Uh, what I want is uh, genital equity. Genital equity? Yeah. General, give me genital equity, uh, but also more tits. <laughs> well, I mean, we've already got male nipples all out the yin yang. We should really even it out with more females. Yeah, that's that's fair. I'm always seeing uh, uh, bare chested men in my movies. When, always. When we get Lady Thor, is she gonna have a a, a, a shirtless workout scene? No. Okay. <laughs> no, she won't. There we go. <laughs> Asked and answered. That, Chris, that is a Disney movie. That's <laughs> uh, true, too. Um, so, yeah, our, our movies, I have Deadpool 3, so we go to the Disney movies, if they have the balls. The balls. I mean, they can release it under R-rated. 20th century. Yes, absolutely they can. Absolutely they can and do so. And keep the Disney logo off all of it, keep if the they Disney want to. Keep the Disney logo off it, have him be R-rated. A, lo- a lot of people won't even know the difference. Yeah. They'll be like, it's not a Disney movie, what are you talking about? And you can be like, wow. Yeah, people are stupid. Talk to the, talk to the general public, general person about the MCU, and the difference between Marvel movies made the MCU, outside the MCU, by Fox, by Sony. They have no idea. Hell, talk to people about... Pixar and DreamWorks and all that stuff. They have no idea. No. Illumination. Illumination. <laughs> it's all Pixar to them. It's all Kleenex. <laughs> Everything's a Xerox. The uh, R-rated movies, they'll come back. Yeah, they'll come back. We'll, I mean, we'll see. Is, when, when does the next John Wick movie come out? Because if that's next, not rated R, next then year. what the fuck? That's coming out next year. Uh, Matrix Resurrections will be R, but it's also coming out on HBO, so that's going to undercut it, just no. like King Richard just got undercut. I mean, I'm still going to go watch The Matrix in theaters. Uh, Dune is barely at $100 million domestic. It should get oh. there It should get there next week with like another two, three million. Well, I mean, they're already announced they're making the next one, so I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't give a fuck how much money it makes. And, and it's doing okay. Um, and I'm sure it's going to be one of those movies that like once it gets to whatever physical media people will just people yeah it up. yeah yeah all the fanboys exactly uh even that that's still pg-13 uh, i just bring that up because of the whole hbo max simultaneous release thing you know what i mean uh speaking of money drusa cogburn crypto.com fucking everywhere fucking god damn it crypto.com in front of my movies with Matt Damon crypto.com uh, naming rights just got sold for the Staples Center and yep. it's gonna be the crypto.com arena for how long? 30, 30 years 30 punch, years punch me in the face I'm never watching any sports that have anything to do with that center That's I'm gonna have to see welcome to the crypto.com arena crypto.com arena crypto crypto uh, buy your hot dogs in crypto um, I'm gonna buy. I, uh, I'm gonna buy my concessions in Shiba Inu coin. Okay. Do you have any of those? No, I don't have any Shiba Inu. Coins. Well, how are you gonna get your concessions? Um, maybe we'll make our own. Let's mine our own Crespo crypto. How, how does that work? We get a lot of computers. Uh-huh. A lot of them. Yeah. And then they start uh, uh, blockchaining. 
I mean, and how do they do that? How do we get them to start doing that? So we connect them together, <laughs> right? So they're all like hive mind connected, right? And they run a program that makes a uh, an encryption chain. And it's just like just just constantly making this encryption chain that's forever long. Um, and then we say that then we have a thing on that chain, and that's called. <laughs> That's that's called uh, NFT. Wait, no, that's a different thing. Uh, the power used to make this crypto chain then is the value of our coin that we start minting. We mint a coin, and we put the coin out there on the the current on the market, the crypto dot com app. We put it on there, and people can buy it for uh, fractions of a penny. Enough people buy it. Yeah, that turns into something real. Then it turns into like, then it's worth like a penny. Yeah. Then we're in the money. Yeah. Because we have the computers with the, the blockchain. It's all about the blockchain. You have no idea what you're talking about. It sounds like, <laughs> I think I do, though. <laughs> I think I've, I was osmosis enough to understand it. I think I understand it now without doing any actual research. <laughs> Matt Damon has convinced me that I need to, to invest in cryptocurrency, invest whatever money and, I have, and, and lose crypto. all of your money. He didn't say nothing about losing it. He oh, said fortune favors the brave. That, that's the fine print at the end. Nah, there were people that were like mountain climbing and they were in space and stuff. Yeah. They were they were they were accomplishing yeah. their dreams. That's Matt Damon. He's successful. You wouldn't sell me a bad thing like a crypto app that's going to take my money and not return any. I mean, and then blame it on me for bad investments. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what's gonna happen. That's not, uh, <laughs> good little hunting we're talking about here. He's a good guy, isn't he? He's a white man. <laughs> white men don't do bad stuff like that. Ooh, come I mean, on. No, uh, they are the, the they are the originators of shit like that. Nah, come on. No, <laughs> I lost my email. Uh, so this episode, rest of this episode, brought to you by Crypto.com. We've been bought by. One uh, Dogecoin. <laughs> that's a, that's the cost of our show. A single Doge. How how much is that, Chris? Oh man, uh, thirty cents, forty cents, something like <laughs> okay, that. Okay, forty cents. Yeah, yeah. Way too high to get in on. Way mm. too high to get in on. It topped out a long time ago, and now it's just a joke. Back to being a joke. Um, what's his name? Mark Cuban said he's gonna start accepting like Dogecoin and stuff at games at his uh his arena. Is is he gonna be the Crypto.com arena? He might as well. Might as well take the naming rights too. Yeah. Whatever his. Welcome arena to the Dogecoin arena. I mean, they all, yeah, they all have stupid names anyway, like the Heinz Ketchup Field and shit like that. And uh, well, it's because they sell the naming rights, Chris. It's terrible. Goddamn Magic playing in the Amway Center. Amway. They're named after a multi-level marketing company. That's the worst to be named after. Is it still the Amway Center, or is it something else now? It'll forever be the Amway Center. Oh, okay. As long cool. as the DeVos family owns it. Uh, really, Scott joins the ranks of old men criticizing Marvel movies, causing Marvel fans to go, <laughs> Why? Because he's old. Why is he criticizing the thing that we all like? Because that, that, that because, made a billion dollars because, and doesn't need our defense. Because he has an opinion. <laughs> how dare he? How dare he have an opinion and not back my opinion? Um, 
I have multiple thoughts about this. Ridley Scott, quote, Almost always, the best films are driven by the characters, and we'll come to superheroes after this if you want, because I'll crush it. I'll fucking crush it. <laughs> They're fucking boring as shit, he told Deadline. Their scripts are not any fucking good. Scott says he thinks he has done, quote, three great scripted superhero movies. Alien, Blade Runner, and Gladiator. Like, I don't know if they're superhero movies. They're superhero movies, he argued. So why don't the superhero movies have better stories? Sorry, I got off the rail, but I mean, come on. They're mostly saved by special effects, and that's becoming boring for everyone who works with special effects if you've got the money. Um, really, Scott pointed out that Marvel movies have bad scripts is ironic because, man, he's got a 10-year for scripts. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a bad ear for scripts. He doesn't understand what makes a human. Uh, but he still makes good movies. Though. Yeah. You know? He's really good movies. He makes, I think, uh, I don't think there's a single Marvel movie that an alien Blade Runner or Gladiator. No. Right? Not that I can think. I mean, not even Thor Ragnarok. Not even Thor Ragnarok, not even Black Panther. No. I no. like those, but they're still Marvel movies. Uh, they, they still have the limitations of those movies. Speaking of not being R-rated. Well, and he al- also makes R-rated movies. And and also, they're, they're comic book movies. So... You know, mm-hmm. there Marvel has like a specific style, unless you yeah. get and a specific you know moral ground, unless you get into like some of the darker characters, which doesn't happen often at all. Yeah, well, I mean, not for the mainstream stuff. Mm-mm. Exactly. So uh, yeah, it's like him. It's uh, we got Martin Scorsese. We got all these guys who are like legendary filmmakers. I'm like these Marvel movies, like they're fine for what they are, but they're not like great cinema. Then all these Marvel fans, are like, Wah! <laughs> they get so mad. Cue Simpsons meme of Grandpa Simpson yell a, a picture of him uh, yelling, yeah. and this old man yells at Cloud. Yeah. It's like, man, <laughs> yeah, how dare these masters of cinema have an opinion? How dare they? Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Oh my god. This guy made a. Uh... Ridley Scott make a Marvel movie. Oh yeah. Show him how it's done. Show him how, <laughs> show him how it's done. He's like, I don't want, I don't want to. <laughs> then don't. It's fine, but consider it. Meanwhile, last duel bombs. No one goes and yeah. see that. Speaking of the death of R rated movies that Cremetal I alludes I mean, to. Yeah, but it's a. That was a specific that's a, type of movie. That was a tough sell. That's a tough sell. Gucci, House of Gucci seems like an easier sell. I bet you that makes more money. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, just because it's... Chris, it's a Gucci movie. It's got Lady Gaga in it. Gaga. <laughs> uh, and, and Adam Driver. Adam Driver's apparently a heartthrob now. Jared Leto. Uh, 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 oh, man, he's doing a... Is he doing a makeup thing, or did he actually doing, get fat? He's doing a makeup thing. He's doing a makeup thing. Because I think they show him young and old in the movie. Um, Speaking of, at a premiere... Is this, in the, is this the next article? Lady Gaga scolded a photographer who told Al Pacino to take off his sunglasses. There, were, there was Pacino, Gaga, and uh, Leto at some sort of premiere at the carpet for like Gucci or something. Yeah. And they're getting their pictures taken. And the photographer's like, oh, I'll take off your sunglasses. And he, goes, and he takes them off. Then Lady Gaga, uh, what does she say? She's, she says, um, I got the exact quote here. It's a very, it's a very specific uh, quote. He takes them off. She says, "Don't make him take off his glasses." He's Al Pacino. I mean, he is. And then Leto's like, "Put him back on." So he puts him back on. I mean, if I was Al Pacino, I would, I would just give him the middle finger. Yeah, like fuck you, old. I'm eighty-one years old. <laughs> fuck you, old man or a shitty uh, photographer. 
I'm a legend. You can eat a dick. Eat, eat, eat all the bags of dicks. I'm tired. My eyes are tired. I don't want my glasses on. Plus all the, the cameras, the pictures, the flashes. Lit Manuel Miranda talks about controversy with his works Hamilton and In the Heights. Funny how this has happened. Hamilton was such a huge success when it was on Broadway. Yeah. So pretty big when it came out by the time it was on Disney+. Plus. But in the last couple of years, Hamilton has aged like uh, a bag of milk left on a radiator. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's interesting how people are like, you know what, actually, we don't like this reframing of our founding fathers as like... Uh, for freedom and all that, when mm-hmm. they're all, we're still um, uh, honoring slave slave mm-hmm. owners yeah. and shit, you know. Um, and then within the Heights, there's this whole thing with, especially with the casting of the movie, with um, colorism and it's all light skinned Hispanics mm-hmm. and and Latinos and it's like we're all the we're all the black Hispanics, you know. We're all the black. I mean, there's plenty of black Puerto Ricans and black Dominicans. I've seen them. I grew up with them. So, uh, a lot of criticism of his work over the last few years. Um, so, he was asked about these criticisms and cancel culture. This is in The New Yorker. And here's Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, Once something has success, you're not the underdog trying to make it happen anymore. You have to, gra- you have to graduate past the mindset of like, it's a miracle, I got something on the stage. Because now, that is expected of me. And people go, yeah, but what about this? And what about this? And that's fair. I do that with art I find lacking. It's not cancellation. That's having opinions. So I try to take it in that spirit. Uh, so essentially being like, there's no cancel culture. There's people pointing out that your shit's problematic. Mm. And then you got to like respond to that or choose not to. It's up to you, right? As the, as the artist, as the person. Do you want your work to be like, all right, this is what I'm intended to say. Or... Uh, or you complain about cancel culture and be like, oh, they're trying to get the wall cancel culture. John Cleese canceled, uh, he had a, uh, a talk at a university and then he canceled it because uh, the, a speaker, like that was going to be there a week before him or something, had his shit canceled because students were like, yeah, we don't we don't want this person speaking here. So they canceled it and he's like, well, I'm, then I'm not going to show because of the, because it's so, if it's so woke and I can't, you know, yeah. These... Dude, they didn't cancel you, they canceled mm-hmm. him. So then he canceled himself and then blamed the woke woke culture. No, that's not, that's not the way that works. <laughs> tell that to John Cleese. Um, he's on Twitter, you can tell. You can, actually, but you're not on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, somebody's playing me on Twitter, but it's not yeah, me. Yeah, but it's not you. I don't know whoever the hell that is. The, uh, <clears throat> the movie Don't Look Up, the Adam McKay movie that's coming out on Netflix. It'll be in theaters for a couple weeks of the Netflix Leo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, they play astronomers who are trying to convince everyone that some asteroid's coming that's going to blow around. Something like that. I don't know. That's a general premise. Meryl Streep is the president in this movie. There's a scene. It's the opening of the movie where they are trying to convince the president that this shit's happening. And apparently Adam McKay shot this scene for two days, two full days, because they were improving so much. Uh, and also Jonah Hill's in the scene, so they had an actual like improver in there. But no. then everyone else, these actors, were holding their own with the improving, and they just kept shooting because they're having so much fun. And then he had a at the end a 16 minute scene of just people in an office talking and nothing actually happening. <laughs> and, and it was like it's a great scene. <clears throat> I showed the people, and they're like, "This could go on for another five minutes. This is great, but this cannot open a movie. There's no way we can open a movie with 16 minutes of literally nothing." Mm. 
so it'll probably end up being like five minutes, six minutes. But no, that it just went on for days, days <laughs> of improv. Apparently, I'm sure it'll be on some sort of special yes, edition DVD. A- absolutely, absolutely, they will. Um, Denis Villanueva talks about when he was making Dune and they're shooting the Gamjabar scene where uh, Paul Atreides is going through a test, mm-hmm. a big important test, and he has a bit of a internal transformation that you have to you have to read it on the actor's face right the shit that mm-hmm. happens to him uh while i was taking this test here's um uh the need talking about shooting that scene quote i will tell you the truth the thing is there's a shot right at the beginning of it of the shoot called the gam jabbar scene we got to a strange unconscious we go to a strange unconscious transformative process and that transformation when we did the scene i saw this transformation into timothy and when i saw that power rising into what he brought to the character i saw with my own eyes paul atreides becoming something else when that happened timothy didn't see but i was dancing behind the camera I was like, oh, God, this is so great. He is so powerful. I am so deeply happy. Thank you to the gods of cinema. I didn't fuck it up. I cast the right Paul Atreides, end quote. Yeah. So, that, so that scene convinced him yeah. that he did it. So much that he was dancing. That he, was, he was dancing behind the camera. He's like, fuck, yes, I did it. This is going to be excellent. Man, I got a, I'm on the Nextdoor app for, are you on Nextdoor? I don't think so. You should get on it for for this neighborhood, for Park Lake specifically, and the surrounding areas. Got this one Saturday. Uh, this lady was like, this dude was jerking off outside my window with a flashlight on his genitals. I was like, oh, man, this place is crazy. What? Yes. And where did this happen? <laughs> this happened in uh, 606 Coral Glen Loop, Altamont Springs. It's weird that you put her whole address there. That way. Yeah. But happened right there now. It's not surprising. I'm sure it's somebody she knows. <laughs> yes. I was like, I got to jerk off. Look at this lady. She's so hot. Oh, shit. I opened up the wrong app. Um, That email just happened to be right next to the one that I was looking at where it says your story is for this week. Include the factoid that. Uh, oh, yeah. Miramax sues Quentin Tarantino over his Pulp Fiction NFTs. We talked about that last week. Tarantino okay. is going to sell a bunch yeah. of. Pulp Fiction NFTs. Uh, Miramax says, uh, 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 sued him and his company uh, because they already sent him a cease and desist and he went through with it anyway and already sold the shits. So now they're straight up suing him, being like, we have rights to all like uh, ancillary content and uh, they're straight up fighting back. So we're going to see Quentin Tarantino blazing new ground in in the. Entertainment legal world. Legal entertainment world. Of whatever it is. Of law. Entertainment law. It's an evolving thing that now has to include fucking NFTs. goddamn NFT. <laughs> the whole world's coming apart at the seams. It's all... Everything's going digital, Chris. It's the Matrix. It is going digital. Yeah, I don't like it. Digital everything. It's going to be meta. It's going to be digital. It's going to be... We're just batteries running a machine. Eventually, you're going to get judged on your digital couch that you have at your digital house. They're going to judge my digital couch? <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> if it's based on, my, based on my digital credit score, that's going to suck. <laughs> yeah, it will be. That's really going to suck. Yeah, you're, you're going to be living in the digital slums, Chris. Oh, man. <laughs> like, you're forced to live in the metaverse, but it's worse than my actual home. No, you got to go to the, to live in the metaverse. Lord Zuckerberg has declared that you must live in the metaverse no! now. No. The Simpsons showrunner Al Jean. Is it Al Jean or is Al Jean dead? One of them just died. I don't know. Or is that Sam Simon? One of them died of cancer. 
Give away all his money. You hear about that? Oh, good for him. <laughs> if we're talking for cancer? Well, no, for giving away, away all his money. money. Yeah. yeah. Um, Al G revealed that the when the show eventually ends after whatever season it ends because they've been renewed for like thirty three or thirty four something. Okay. The uh, he wants it to end with the final scene will be the beginning of the first episode where they show up to Bart's school for a Christmas pageant and the jingle bells, Batman smells, and Bart does that. Yeah. Uh, he wants the final episode to be the family going to school for the for the pageant to have the same shot. So it's a loop. So it's a loop. Uh, yeah, he's gonna turn the show into a loop. So the kids, know, so the kids never get older. Yeah, they have to. Like that. They've been doing this for thirty years. They're the only age. They, they have it. Nope. All the people have died. <laughs> a lot of them. This amount of characters have died. Um, it, How's that gonna work if it's a loop? These all these people just all all of a sudden gonna come back. Yeah, and then it loops back to well, now they're all back to life, and they go through it all over again. That sounds awful. And then they're stuck in the hell. Then it, then it, then it <laughs> yeah. becomes a hell. Uh-huh. Uh, it only takes them, they have to go through the loop a few times over to discover that to it's, uh, that's it, broken. Yeah. The director, Timo, oh boy, Taha Janto, Taha Janto, Taha Janto. He uh, is a horror film director. Okay. Right? He's done a handful of successful little horror movies. And then he is doing the, um, he got signed by, or hired by James Wan to do the American English language remake of Train to Busan, which apparently has the name Last Train to New York. Okay. Pretty good name. And uh, he's got a follow-up for that, and that is apparently he sold to HBO Max a series based on the movie Under Siege. Okay. 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 Okay is correct. Okay. Okay is correct. Come on, 1992, Under Siege grossed $156 million globally. It was a hit. Steven Seagal's biggest hit of his career. Yeah, that was the Steven Seagalist. Yeah. That was the peak of his. That was the peak. That was the peak of his, fi- of his financial career for yeah. sure, and then followed by the creek, the peak of his creative career, which is on Deadly Ground, because mm-hmm. that's the one he directed. Uh, Anything else downhill. Oh man! <laughs> In spectacular fashion, man! <laughs> so fast, financially, creatively, it all goes tumbling down so quickly. It's wild. The uh, so yeah, he he sold the Under Siege series HBO Max. Okay, interesting. I wonder who's gonna play Steven Seagal. Yeah, exactly. Who's, gonna, yeah. <laughs> who's gonna play Casey Ryback? Who's gonna play Steven Seagal? No. Find some fat guy. But like I'm gonna I'm gonna take him out. <laughs> Someone make me a sandwich. Um, Halle Berry wants to revisit Catwoman. <laughs> yes. But as a director, she wants to direct the Catwoman movie. She just directed her first movie. And? Uh, I don't think it'd come out just yet. It's going to be a Netflix film, I believe, okay. called Bruised. It's an MMA drama. Okay. Uh, she, and she also stars in it, so she had to train and do some MMA stuff. She like broke a rib making a movie. Well, we're going to have to see how that goes before... Before she gets into the... Bear. Yeah, but you know how that happens. To make one small movie, it's fine enough. Like, here you go. Here are the keys to the kingdom yeah. all of a sudden. Oh, you made Cop Car? Here's Spider-Man. Like, what? <laughs> that don't make no sense. Um... So yeah, she wants to make a Catwoman movie where it's uh, big in scope, and she say Catwoman saves the world, as opposed to her Catwoman movie where she just uh, like stopped the 
an evil makeup company woman. Sharon Stone's okay. character was like sold makeup, but it was like a like, test on animals. It, yeah. You should just straight test them on humans. Okay. Like I'm gonna test my terrible drug. It's like the the plot point in Batman where Joker had the Joker uh, products and it was fucking people's faces up. It was just that. Okay. It was just that. Liam Neeson, two star as the character Philip Marlowe in a Private Eye movie, also starring Diane Kruger, Jessica Lange. Uh, this is weird. Philip Marlowe is a, a Ray Chandler character from like when the books are from the fifties and the sixties from the private eye craze of that time. Mm-hmm. It was like Ray Chandler, Jim Thompson character, uh, writers like that. And there's a bunch of Philip Marlowe movies. Humphrey Bogart's played them. Uh, Elliot Gould played them in the long goodbye. Okay. Uh, uh, Robert Mitchum played the character. I said, said they're just going to remake all these movies that they've already made. They could. With, with Liam Neeson. They absolutely could. But they're not. They are instead doing a book that came out like three or four years ago. The Marlowe, uh, no, the Chandler Estate. Okay. Paid someone. They hired someone to write new Philip Marlowe stories. And uh, so someone got hired. They wrote a Philip Marlowe book. People liked it. So they're making it into a movie. And now it's being made into a movie. If it works, then, then they can go back and they can do, do it all over again. They can do the big sleep. The they can do yeah. the long goodbye. They can do all these things over again. That they've already done. Yeah. Because what movies aren't remakes now? Why not? And they're all good stories. They're all good, fun, uh, crazy little private eye stories. I'm a fan. I like I like Chandler and, and Marlowe. I went through a phase reading all that stuff. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this is one of those Mad Libs uh, movie headlines. Martin Scorsese to direct Jonah Hill in Jerry Garcia biopic. It <laughs> <laughs> is Mad Libs. Yeah, it's Mad that Libs. That doesn't make any fucking sense yeah, at all. You could be like Steven Seagal to direct John Travolta in uh, uh, Oppenheimer biopic. That's like the, the Nolan one's the yeah. same thing. All these are the same. Uh, well, that's, that's that's it. That's the story. Martin Scorsese is making a Jerry Garcia biopic, and it's with Jonah Hill. Okay. Yeah. Sure. That's my that's my reaction. That's my reaction. Sure. Like you know what Scorsese just stay alive and keep making movies. That's all I care about at this yeah. point. Yeah. You can pull those. Okay. He's in his eighties. Yeah. Early 80s, oh boy. Do, do what you want, man. Please, if you can keep going. Obviously, this is birth from Wolf of Wall Street. Working together on Wolf of no. Wall Street, right? That's where that relationship has started. Uh, Jonah Hill took a, <clears throat> took a few years off from acting there. But now, like I mentioned, he was in the Don't, he's in the Don't Look Up movie that's coming. Yeah. He's got this Martin Scorsese movie coming out. So he's getting back into it. Such a mad lip like Kevin Smith to direct... <laughs> Direct Uma Thurman in Evil Braun biopic. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> if you say so. Yeah, that's on. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, Warner Brothers is planning to launch a alternative to the Nielsen rating system. Okay. Uh, Nielsen has had yeah. ratings on lockdown for how long? Forever. Ever. Uh, well, their shit has finally uh, come home to roost. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, where 
the shit's roosting. No, she doesn't roost, Chris. The shit does not roost. <laughs> they are um, Warner Brothers wants to put out their own. Just they're going to track metrics to put out their own ratings. Meanwhile, Netflix has announced that they're releasing a website or maybe out already called like Top Ten Netflix or something, where you can go there and see what is their most popular thing, what? and you're going to provide some numbers if you believe them. Choose to believe them, if you will. Yeah, user. I, I'm not sure about that. User beware. Caveat emptor. Um, yeah, that my first thought was like, why would they tell us the real numbers? Yeah. Right? Why not just fake it? But uh, they're all coming at Nielsen. Because Nielsen's been trying to get into the streaming numbers thing. Trying to figure it out. Figure it out. Predict. Well, they, trying I guess, to determine how much Netflix. Well, I mean, it. the problem is, if Nielsen wants to do that, they need access. Mm-hmm. And these are private companies, so you don't right. have to give them access at all. Exactly. So they've been trying to do it through other metrics. They found a way to kind of guesstimate, and uh, people found it to be fairly accurate. I guess accurate enough where Netflix is like, shit, we got we to gotta just do this on our own. Interesting. And uh, Jamie Dornan. Who we B- j- Belfast. We just saw over in Belfast. Has apparently been meeting with Kevin Feige about joining the MCU. Another mm. handsome white man to, to, to just play someone. I guess the way you got some English characters, a Captain Britain type. I mean, there there is an entire British mutant force called Excalibur there, that's there adjacent to the X-Men. And then we already got uh, Black Knight, Kit Harrington running around, and they're being all English with, no. the, with the swords. And, and the, the, the Eternals have, I guess, for some reason, being immortal robots mm-hmm. spoiler yeah it doesn't matter anymore no, <laughs> no, no one cares anymore yeah. uh, I mean they've got weird dialects from parts of the world yeah they're all weirdly, <laughs> they're all weirdly from everywhere isn't that strange uh, so Jamie Dornan maybe joined the MCU I mean why not everyone else is yeah everyone else is part of it it's so big now also, everyone takes meetings with Kevin Feige anyway. It was a few years ago where Al Pacino was seen. Speaking of Al Pacino, he's like, oh, let me see what I got here. Oh, I don't know. I could play uh, Thor. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, no, Al. That's already, that's already taken, Al. Oh, we have a very handsome Australian man over sure, there. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I could, uh, let's see. He's just looking at the list, scrolling through. My assistant gave me his, uh, I don't know. I'm always hungry. Maybe he could beat Uatu. Oh, man. Jeffrey Wright's voice is so good for for Owatu. He's so good in French Dispatch. Um, Speaking of Marvel, I guess we're just going to wrap up with Marvel stories here. Scarlett Johansson, she of the suing Disney and all the Black Mm -hmm. Widow fallout. Oh, my God, this relationship has been severed. She still loves Kevin Feige. And uh, they had this whole... Uh, big award ceremony where we're like we're honoring Scarlett Johansson we're giving her some sort of big thing and uh, a lot of her collaborators get on stage and, and, and suck her dick and eat her clit up there on stage yeah. like this lady is the best we love her Kevin Feige went up there and be like she uh, it's amazing to watch her go from cr- learning fight scenes in Iron Man 2 all the way up to being a co-producer with me on Black Widow and I'm looking forward to us producing our super secret Marvel project together. Like he just threw out there, like, <laughs> and now everyone's like, "What? He's <laughs> Scarlett is back in the Marvel universe?" So no, I do, I guarantee she's going to be a fucking producer though. She for is the rest of her life yeah. on that shit. Yeah, she's producing as long as Kevin Feige is there. She's going to be working with him. Um, so she's producing something with with mm-hmm. Mar- with Marvel. 
specifically. Well, I mean, it makes sense. She's been in it since since, since the beginning. Since almost the damn near beginning, and she has a great relationship with Kevin. And I I know uh, Feige ran a lot of interference for her between her and Disney, and and probably helped try to to sort all that shit out because he, he had her back from the beginning. Well, I mean, he just got overridden by new CEO Bob Chepik. Uh, yeah, who doesn't? Who, who, or at least that time didn't know what the fuck was going on. Who apparently that Disney Plus day, I think that they're just about to do at some Disney event that uh, a big Disney thing. He was gonna appear okay. to speak at, and they canceled Chris. He did he, they cancel him? He got canceled by the woke mob. The uh, they decided they're like you know maybe we shouldn't have him go out there because he's gonna get booed. That's how low his, his approval, his approval rate is amongst the shareholders and the fans. He's going to get booed if we put him out there. It's equivalent of like uh, was when Rick Scott went out to speak in front of people in front of after the the Pulse shooting or something, a memorial, and fans were like, no, not the fans, <laughs> but well, the people like, we're not having this. Get your fucking... Get out of here, lizard man. Yeah, get your lizard man ass out of here. Um, He's like, okay, I'll go to Congress. Not a problem. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'll, kick, I'll fail upwards to the Senate. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, on hiatus. Letitia Wright, uh, who we reported has been injured recently. They're saying the injuries are worse than they thought. Oh. Uh, fractured shoulder, concussion. She needs more time to recover. Yeah, people obviously. Are, but people are like, is this cover anti-vax cover or something? Maybe, perhaps. Is that what's going on? I mean, we'll find out one day, I'm sure. That's what I'm saying. We'll, we'll find out eventually. Six months, 12 months from now. Maybe it'll not be that long. I mean, hell, in, uh, I mean, in a couple of weeks, she could just die COVID. That would be crazy. <laughs> that would be wild shit. They gotta get that mono, monoclonal, monoclonal antibody thing. Mono, mono, mono. Just get your boosters. I'm sure those Mickey Mouse doctors have got her on some good shit. Those Georgia Mickey Mouse doctors, they got the best Mickey Mouse doctors uh, flown in there for their for their Wakanda shoot for sure. They must, they have to, don't they? Nah, <laughs> she's on her own. Anti-vax lady. Maybe she's not anti-vaxer. She just has questions. She just wants to know what's in it. And, and why should you take it? And why are you forcing me to? That's one of the questions that she has. Because it's a pandemic, and a lot of people are dying, and we want to make sure that you don't die. Yeah, but why Why do you care about my body? It's my body my choice. It is. Ramifications. Like, you can affect other people, and that's not their choice. My, look, it's my body that, my choice. Your, I, I wanna, your, your choice, my is, choice is affecting other people's choice. My choice is to take my body and throw it off a building onto a crowd below and see what happens. Go for it. Can you do it now, though? <laughs> well, no, we're not. We're not on the building. I, I, have to, I have to go to a building. I've, I've got a lift. You got a lift? <laughs> you, you, you help me get up there, um, guys. That's the end of the episode. Thank you, Drew Cogburn. You are welcome, listeners. We'll be back next week with episode four sixty four. We're gonna be talking about the house of Gucci. We're gonna recap our Thanksgiving meals, and also um, we're gonna be talking about the. Uh, Fourth wave, fourth wave of Scott. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> fourth wave, the fourth wave of Scott, which has okay. uh, so. been ravaging the land. <laughs> you haven't heard about that? Nope, man, you're really disconnected. Um, guys, we'll be back. Bye bye.
PFT Media Production.